Right. We're back with Instrument in Your Life. We're going to be talking with the founder and leader of the Servant Leadership Institute, prior guest, Art Barter. Art, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Great to be with you. Thank We're you. Good. You know, Thanks. Art just flew in from Florida this morning. Really? Yep. Just came in from Florida just for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Probably drier there than here, huh? Uh, yeah, a lot drier there. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Uh, well, I know you've got a big conference coming up uh, March 13 and 14, 14 as yep. Richard keeps telling us about, yep. and going to be down where the Sheraton, is it? or Sheraton Marquis. Sheraton Marquis. Downtown. No, the mm-hmm. Marriott Marquis. Or the Marriott Marriott Marquis. Marquis. I'm sorry. Marriott, yeah, Marriott, Marriott Marquis. Marquis. Now, sorry. they've changed the name. That's still the one next to the convention center, right? That is correct. Okay. I know yep. where the Marquis came in. Is it a new ownership or management? They did a remodel. Yeah, well, that's good. So they changed the name. But it's the one by the convention center, by the water. I remember it was... By the boats. What was it originally? Do you remember? I just called it the Marriott. No, the Hotel Intercontinental. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was, was the Intercontinental. Intercontinental. Yeah, originally. That? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think I remember that. Yeah, good catch, Joe. <laughs> yep. All right. Anyways, beautiful venue for a place. And I know, uh, how many years have you been doing these now, Art? This is our seventh year. Seventh year. Here in San Diego. Yep. All right. Well, just to refresh our guests, Art Barter... Who is Art Barter? And uh, give us a little bit about your history and background. Quick business background. Oh, sure, like sure. Well, um, president and CEO of Daytron World Communications okay. up in Vista, California. Okay. Uh, we uh, design, manufacture, and sell uh, military communications equipment to international militaries. Okay. Don't sell anything here in the U.S. And so it's a little bit, a little bit interesting business, huh. um, as as you can imagine. I hope they're all our allies. <laughs> all our allies. That's right. All, that's all, it's all the good guys. If you can tell who the good guys are these days. Um, but uh, we yep, implemented yep. servant leadership back in 2005, uh-huh. and uh, four or five years into that, we were encouraged to share uh, what we'd learned about implementing servant leadership, and we started the servant leadership. Um, institute to share uh, our knowledge in implementing servant leadership. And gotcha. So, but your odyssey and your story and your history is rather fascinating, which led into the whole development of this institute, right? So uh, tell us what happened with, I guess, Daytron. And, oh, yeah. And, well, it's uh, Ken Blanchard got to me in 2003 and challenged me in my leadership uh, style mm-hmm. and basically said, you know, you really have to be a servant leader. Were, were you an old-fashioned leader before? I was a power leader, lived okay. it, um, thought I was a pretty good leader, but as my, my wife Tells me I could clear a conference room in about three minutes. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> excuse me. That's right. So, uh, he started 2003, 2004. We went through, uh, I was a subject in a criminal investigation with the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. Basically, got thrown under the bus with my employer. Um, was innocent, found innocent, um, and then had an opportunity to buy Daytron and uh, got a pretty good deal uh, at the end of 2004. Mm-hmm. And when we bought it, we decided to lead in a different way. We wanted to uh, get, away, get away from the power model. I had no interest in putting my employees through what I went through. Mm-hmm. And so we decided it was going to be servant leadership from that point forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, started to l- look for people to train us in servant leadership and what kind of um, programs were out there and found out that there weren't very many programs to help you implement servant leadership. So we spent about half a million dollars and developed our own mm-hmm. uh, over about a three-year period. And uh, that's the material we share, and we, we build upon it every year and, and add to it. New content comes out. Um, and who came up with the concept or the terminology servant leadership? Was that yourself? Or? Yeah, that was myself. And the mm-hmm. reason I, I, I love the word servant because it requires you to do action. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you can call yourself a different type of leader, and, but servant requires you to do something. And mm-hmm. that's why I like that. And mm-hmm. we stuck with servant leadership just to 
make sure people understand it's all about your action as a leader, your mm-hmm. behavior as a leader. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we focus. And yeah, because people. a lot of people are, think of leadership as being words. You get up like Newt Rockney and do the motivational speech. Well, you've got to back it up with action, and you've got to act, back it up with, with uh, behaviors. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys like that, um, their players knew that what he said, he was going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the danger is when leaders say something and then don't do it, um, they lose confidence, they lose trust in, in their employees. And so we try and focus on, you know, the old saying of walk your talk, we've changed that to behavior talk. Mm-hmm. Um, quit talking about it, behave it, and, mm-hmm. and, and do it. And so uh, that's what we focus on. So how would you best dis- describe uh, uh, servant leadership? Um, what would be a good example of it? A good example versus a bad example. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what Ken taught me is you take the traditional uh, organization chart that puts a CEO at the top, mm-hmm. and you turn that triangle or org chart and turn it upside down. Mm-hmm. And the CEO is at the bottom. And and our job is to serve those in the organization and help them become successful. Mm. Uh, and we say inspire and equip them. So we've got to find a purpose and a passion on what the organization does. And so mm-hmm. you've got to find, what do you stand for? What, what does the organization do? Mm. Datron, we love to help people. That's our passion. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what we rally around. Um, and once you've got that and people know that you're serious about caring for them, uh, it's amazing what people will do once they realize that you really care for them. Mm. Um, and when you help them get ahead in the organization, and then if they invite you into their personal lives and you help them get better in their personal lives, that's unbelievable. So I had an a older leader in the company said, you know what, I've been a power leader my life and I'm not going to be a servant leader. Mm-hmm. We helped him create more time to spend with his grandkids. Hmm. And today he's probably my biggest believer in servant leadership because we helped create time for him to spend time with his grandkids. And he says, Art, I will do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you impact those lives, mm-hmm. that's when you really see transformation in people mm-hmm. and organizations. Yeah. Now um, you, this is not a small event. How many people do you expect? Uh, we're probably going to be around 250 to 300. Yeah. We, we like to keep it below 300 right. because we like the intimate, mm-hmm. um, atmosphere. We like people to come and be able to talk. We're actually doing something different this year. We're setting up four different living rooms, if you will. So we've got couches and chairs and some coffee tables so people can gather in living rooms and sit and talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that in Orlando last year and was amazingly successful. So we're going to do that this year. Now, are these mostly C-level uh, um, um, officers or are they uh, HR people or is it? They everybody? are all through the organization. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're SHRM, so they get SHRM points for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get HR people, we get C-levels, we get mid-managers, mm-hmm. both profit and um you know, non nonprofits yeah. uh, attend. So, um, well, I would think this could transfer to academia. Could, ter- like you said, nonprofit, uh, any organization, maybe even KFMB, huh, Justin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cut me loose. Cut me loose. <laughs> I know. I know. But almost any size, I, 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 every every and any size company uh, or organization can benefit from this, right? They can, and you know, people go, "Well, it's a, it's soft art," and I say, "You know what? It's not soft because." As leaders, we still have to get results. Mm-hmm. We still have to perform as an organization. And it's one of the toughest things I ever did was you have to get results to make sure the, the organization is sustained, and you have to help your leaders transform at the tame, same time. And they're all transforming at different speeds. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And that is one of the toughest things a leader can do is help people get better and transform and get results at the same time. Gotcha. And I tell folks it's a, one of the hardest things I've ever done as a leader. And well, get, changing habits is hard. Yeah. You know, Very get, difficult. And I guess convincing a grizzled old CEO or somebody who's been doing something the same way for many, many years, what's going to get their attention is, uh, you know, empirical results when you show before and after. And I'm sure you've got some stories about that, which we can get into, yep. you know, after the break. But uh, isn't that true? I, I love to sit with CEOs who say, I, we don't believe in this. I say, sit down. Let me show you the numbers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me show you the results. Let me show you. Do you want 10% more return on your assets for your shareholders? Less turnover. Hire, Let, less less turnover, turnover of team members. Yeah. Higher, higher pre-tax profit. Do you want to return more to your shareholders? There you um, go. And if they say yes, we can help them. Um, All right. There you go. That gets, that gets their attention, yeah, right? The yep. bottom line, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So and obviously there's uh, there's good value in all, all that. Well, let's tell tell the folks again where it's going to be March 13th, 14th. 13th, 14th. At the Marriott. Marriott Marquis down by the Convention Center. And uh, you can go to ServantLeadershipInstitute.com for more information and tickets or anything like that. Get in there. Get registered. Yeah. Uh, we're filling up fast, and yeah. we've got a great, great lineup of folks yeah. uh, that are coming in. Outstanding. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. And There's also a uh, welcome reception, I believe, Sunday evening from about 4.30 to 6.30 going from memory. Oh, Sun- Sunday evening, can, we, yeah. you know, people come to town on Sunday, so we get together yep. and just... Hang around, talk, and give people a chance to hang in the living room. Very and cool. Talk to uh, each other. All right. So. After the break, we'll come back with Art Barter, Servant Leadership Institute, and talk all about great results in the great event. So be, hang on. Be right back. We're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where Richard and I like to thank our sponsors, and premier among them is ABC Family Law, headed up by attorneys Sharon Blanchet and Lisa Christensen in the All-Women Family Law Office, Um, and Richard has more. Well, we're not going alphabetically because next is UBS. (laughs) B comes after A, not U, but we couldn't do the show without UBS. Michael Carancha and UBS, a big thank you. Also, it's tax season, our favorite CPAs on the planet. we got Plato Epic CPAs. More traditional firm as well as Jason Kruger in Signature Analytics. Signature Analytics, of course, is a niche market kind of CFO service firm. It's a very specialized firm. We got both kinds. Also, our great friend Joel Greshkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now, with all this money that these sponsors help you make, how about you stash it at Mechanics Bank? Sean Puckett, of course, heads up the San Diego region of Mechanics Bank. They specialize in working with high net worth families and families that own real estate businesses, escrow companies, and the like. Employee benefits, that field is a change because of the possible repeal of what's known as Obamacare. How about Hub International, formerly known as Mars, Maddox Insurance, great employee benefits firm. Also the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Paul Hines, Paul, of course, heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, and he is the lead behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego helping to prevent elderly financial abuse. I should say financial abuse against elders. That sounds a lot easier to explain. Also, for those of us who have no time, how about Elite Lifestyle Management with Michelle St. Clair, helping those of us who have no time with simple tasks all the way to more complex and time-consuming things. I highly recommend Elite Lifestyle Management. Also, the Geiger Law Office. Brenda Geiger has a huge event coming up at Loma Santa Fe Country Club on May 12th. Information on our website. Brenda, of course, specializes in estate planning and asset protection. And, of course, the subject of 
this week's show, Servant Leadership Institute, again, the big national conference on March 13th and 14th at the Marriott Marquis downtown with Servant Leadership Institute. More information at ServantLeadershipInstitute.com. And if you're listening to the show around dinner time and you're getting hungry, there's some things we can do for you there too, right, Joe? Absolutely. The Very Good Food Foundation, headed up by Michelle Chickarelli Lirac, who does great uh, sustainability and food programs uh, throughout the year. Four shows with us and, and four panels. They're airing on UCTV as well. And, of course, we broadcast from their annual Very Good Night Dinner. I think this is eighth one coming up uh, in, I think it's in, in June. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, there's the Lasatz Coffee Houses, the original uh, uh, um, Normal Heights, the second in University Heights, the third in Hillcrest, all open 24-7, 365, and uh, always crowded and busy, and everything is made fresh on site and delicious. And uh, if you want more information about any of these sponsors, get over to IYMoney.com. Across the top of the page, there's a sponsor tab and a drop-down menu. You can learn about any or all of them. And many have been working with Richard for many, many years with great success. Correct, Richard? Going on close to 30 years. Yeah, of course. Which is a long, long time. <laughs> Did you mention your friend's ranch out in Colorado? I don't know if I would. No, I didn't. Okay. Because he bought it, so we no longer okay. mention it. He bought the farm or the he ranch? He bought the farm. More about that later. He bought the ranch, but not the farm. Not okay, the farm. good. By the way, last week's um, <laughs> last week's guest, Mike Diebler and his wife Emily, did a great job at their Spartan race. Um, Mike paced Emily. She yeah. came in about 290th out of 1,200. Holy moly. Yeah, yeah that's so like... Congratulations to That's Mike like the ultra mud run, right? Or Eight some, and a half miles of obstacles. Yeah, obstacles and mud and everything else. So um, anyway, congrats on that. It was a great show. I listened again. It was a great show. Yeah. But so, Art, speaking about breaking down obstacles in Servant Leadership Institute, how, how about that segue, Joe? Yes. You, you have got some it? amazing speakers coming up. March 13th and 14th. Can you give us a quick uh, rundown? We, we do. Um, you know, my good friend, Ken Blanchard, he's mm-hmm. been with us every year, uh, mentors me, uh, got me started on this journey. He comes down uh, the end of the day Monday, and we just hang out and talk on stage about servant leadership, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ken's a great guest because you just have to get him get him started talking, <laughs> and then yeah, you just kind of sit back and and let him go. Hold and on to the side I, of your chair. Yeah, he's, he's like, you know, you, you feel like you're sitting around a camp, campfire when Ken's uh, talking. So He's author of The One Minute him. Manager and One Minute Everything, right? Oh, Best-selling. Yeah, yeah. and, um, and, and the cool thing is he lives in San Diego, right? He, he's in Escondido. Yeah. Um, he lives in Rancho Bernardo, and his company's in Escondido. So, yeah, he's, he's real close. And yeah, so, terrific. Um, we're doing something different this year. We're, we're talking about the music of servant leadership. And, you mm. know, leaders put off an oar. Uh, we all know that we can walk into a room and, and if we're in bad mood, people will shut down and not talk. And if you're in great mood, people know that you're in great mood and you don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to help people understand the different music that a leader puts off. What's your beat? Mm-hmm. What's your rhythm? Mm-hmm. And what's your theme? And the theme is what's your, what's your words? What's your, what's your song? So your lyric. What, what do you yeah. do? What, you know, a beat from a leader, do you have a good steady beat or do you throw, throw curves at people? Mm-hmm. Do you have a good steady rhythm that people can get, a, get along with? Uh, and then, you know, what's your theme of the organization? And we're going to have a lot of fun with that. I'm, I'm actually bringing my keyboard down to do something on stage oh, I've cool. never done before. So really? um, I'm looking forward to it because it is, is going to be a lot of fun. Huh. Charles Hazelwood, though, is coming in from uh, the U.K. Uh-huh. We met him, talked to him. He is doing something that's real special. He's hired some local uh, musicians. He's going to bring them into um, uh, the group and show what it's like to be a conductor and bring gifts of different individuals and different instruments and what you can do to bring leadership together in the organization. Wow. And it's, it's really special. Uh, we can't wait to, to see how people react to it. 
Um, and what we love about Charles is, is he's helping the disadvantaged become part of the symphony. He's starting orchestras for disadvantaged and giving them a chance to do something they never thought they could do. Mm -hmm. And so Charles has a great, great servant leader heart. Yeah. Um, so we got him, Michael Tatenbaum. He's from Kindred Hospital. Mm -hmm. He's one of our largest, he is our li largest client. Uh, they've licensed uh, our training material. He mm. does training throughout 48 states. They're training about 60, 65,000 employees mm -hmm. uh, throughout the organization. And, you know, they work with um, primarily folks that are in the last season of their life. And some of the stories you get from that, uh, one of my favorites is a nurse had a, a man come in, and he didn't think he was going to make it. His daughter was going to get married, and he didn't think he was going to make it to the wedding. And the nurse asks, you know, what shoes are you going to wear? And she asked the family to bring in the shoes. She put those shoes on him every day uh. and put it in his mind that, guess what? You're going to go to that wedding, and yep. these shoes are on your feet every day. Guess what? He made it to the wedding. Cool. And those are the kinds of things that servant leaders do over and above just mm -hmm. doing their job. Um, they're, they're real sensitive to what needs there are and help people meet their goals. And, and uh, we've got some other leaders. Um, or, or you, may, you may have... Your youngest presenter ever, I know her, Kristen Hadid. Kristen, yes, we're, Great we're story. excited with her. Uh, she uh, has a, is going to bring a different perspective from a younger uh, generation. She's under 30, Joe. So mm. um, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll share that. a story with you. Some of the feedback yeah. we got several years ago, we had John Maxwell, myself, Ken Blanchard, Stephen M. R. Covey, and Cheryl Batchelder yeah. on the stage all at one time. And some of the feedback was... Looks like the good old boy network up there. Well, no, we Cheryl, got, Cheryl was okay, there, well, so we had both Cheryl, youth and beauty. Yeah, we, we balanced it out with Cheryl. Yeah, you know, right. She wasn't one of the good old boys, but <laughs> we said, you know what, we, we've got to get different perspectives in. And uh -huh. so um, we're a little bit more diverse this year in our speakers uh, coming from different directions, but they're all themed around what's the music that leaders put off in, yeah. our, in our organizations. Well, you know what I'll do for you, since you're a friend of the show, a few months ago, I don't know how recently it was, but we had the CEO of the San Diego Symphony here, and she's only been here two years, Martha mm -hmm. Gilmer. Martha and Gilmer. I'll put you in touch, I'll alert her to this, because oh, cool. she and maybe uh, some of her key people may want to be there as well, because mm -hmm. she's very, very progressive, very visionary, and uh, doing a lot of cool things. They're doing all kinds of cool things to get the symphony out to, yeah. shall we say, everybody in town, uh, not just. As a matter of fact, uh, the just I, I bet she already is on typical this, demographic. She already is on this servant leadership thing herself. Oh, no uh, because yeah. of The way no she's uh, yeah. taken over and, and yeah. done some very uh, dynamic things. And, and um, so yeah. anyway. So one of the other things we did, guys, this year is last year uh, we had we've always had breakouts in workshops, mm -hmm. and the feedback has come back the last two years that. We wish we could have heard everybody talk. Mm -hmm. And so this year, we're doing a day and a half, having everybody in the same room, creating those those living rooms that we're talking about, mm -hmm. and creating an environment where people hang together, and they get to hear everyone talk. So you don't have to pick and choose which ones, sure. and then regret that you missed this one, right. because that's the person a, next yeah. to you is telling you how great it is. That's the same frustration at film festivals. You want to see all the films, but uh, you know you can't, you can't, you got to figure out a better way to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So it sounds like you figured it out, so, so. so that's cool. Excellent. And, and, of course, the website, again, let's give it, ServantLeadershipInstitute.com. I know it's long, but uh, stick with it, ServantLeadershipInstitute.com. Um, type it in once, folks. It'll be there it, it forever. It will be there. Or just type in Servant Leadership. <laughs> Paste it we'll, in. We'll, we'll come, in, we'll come up on the first and page. And inspire and equip your team to serve others first. So we'll be back with Art Barter right after these announcements. Hang on. All right, we're back with Art Barter, head of the Servant Leadership Institute, having their big conference coming up here at the Marriott Marquis, right next to the Convention Center, March 13 and 14. 
if you have a company and you need to uh, get your productivity going and uh, re-inspire yourself and everybody else, uh, you ought to get down there, get involved. Absolutely. My wife Mary's going, so I'll probably pop in. Yeah. How about our sponsors? Cool. Any of our sponsors going, Richard? We should invite uh, some. I think we got a couple going, but I forget who. Jason Kruger, whatever. I mean, yeah. we should uh, we should invite some of these I'll folks. Confirm, I'll firm them up. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah. you wrote a really good book a couple of years ago called Farmer Abel. Yes. And you didn't learn your lesson. You decided to write yet another book. Yeah, we decided to do. <laughs> I, I actually have two books. One's coming out here, and the other one's kind of um, uh, going through its final, final ad, not final edit, but final configuration, mm-hmm. uh, which will be a follow-on to The Art of Servant Leadership. Uh, but yeah, we have a uh, behavior journal coming out, and what we decided to do, we have nine behaviors of a servant leader that, mm-hmm. we, that we teach, and that, those are the nine behaviors that we, in our training at Daytron, learned that we need to focus on. So we go serve first, build trust, um, live your values, listen to understand, spend some time reflecting, think about your thinking, um, add value. Uh, be courageous in your leadership because being a servant leader requires you to be mm-hmm. courageous because the world isn't isn't quite ready for it. So you got to be courageous. Um, increase your influence once you start the transformation. How do you increase your influence? And then the last one: How do you live your transformation? Really live your transformation. And and the challenge in that part is, if you're a true servant leader, it doesn't matter who comes in front of you or in your path. You have to serve them the same way. And the challenge today is there's so much talk about all kinds of stuff that doesn't fit into your socially accepted box. Mm-hmm. And servant leaders don't get to pick. They don't get to pick who they serve. And um, a great example that I use is when you, we have people in our organizations that you know when you ask them how they're doing, you're going to f- hear everything that's going wrong mm-hmm. in their life. They're going to tell you everything that's wrong with the company and you really don't want to talk to them. And you'd rather, you know, dump into the office uh, in the hallway. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as a servant leader, you, you face that. And you ask them how they're doing, and you try and help them through what we call the unfolding of life's events. Because mm-hmm. everybody's going through this stuff, mm-hmm. especially in today's environment. So uh, the, the journal, it's actually a journal on the nine behaviors. And so we take you through a two-week uh, journal process where we um, first encourage you to learn about the behavior. Then try and understand how it might apply to your life. And then set some some one-step goals that you can accomplish uh, in in one night or in a day, and then come back and reflect on how you did and what you learned, and then start that process over. Mm-hmm. And you go through 14 days of learning about each behavior. Hmm. So it's 18 weeks, and uh, so it's a journal. You get to to write things down, and um, we're excited about it because everyone is asking us about how do you help people change their behaviors, mm-hmm. and. Um, I use this method when I when I changed my uh, behavior as I journaled a lot, and um, it really helped me write things down and and really go back and think about her thinking. And what I like about it is, I can go back four or five years and mm-hmm. look what my journal says and I go, did I really think that back then? Because <laughs> I, I I was really screwed up back then. So you, you know it it really helps you. So mm-hmm. uh, that's gonna gonna be released here at the conference. Everybody there will get a get a copy of it. Neat. And uh, so. Of course, you have, to, you have to you have to be open to this this sort of change. I have a friend who's an executive in a in a company, and his boss, uh, the one who was running the whole thing, believe it or not, a woman, and uh, a lot of problems going on there uh, in terms of um, not treat, treating people equally and some some really bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I would I would but, argue that 
you, you need to extend the leadership as a leader, not just throughout the company, but I, into the community and into other places. Right, but my question was, what do you do in that instance where you have a, uh, you know, a, someone in a leadership position who's, uh, you know, really in need of this, of, of, of your, you know, program and training and... Um, you guys do interventions? It's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's just like anything else. Uh, you have to have two parties, one mm-hmm. to teach and one that wants to learn. Mm. And if that door is closed and closed tight, uh, sooner or later that, that leader is going to be in a position where they're not performing, and they're going to be in a position they don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, most people want to do something different. What we found is most people in organizations from the top all the way through the organization they want to do something different because mm-hmm. they're tired of going through what they've mm-hmm. been through. They're tired of the power. They're tired of being beat up. They're the tired games. of not yeah. being able to, you know, uh, speak and right. and be part. And as leaders, there is a lot of knowledge in our organizations that our people have. And mm-hmm. one of our responsibilities is how do we use that knowledge? How do we bring that knowledge together? Don't don't cap it. Use it. Yeah. And so. But there are some uh, there are some outfits out there. That, uh, matter of fact, it's Wells is on the internet, and she was an engineer who started. I'll mention the company Uber, and mm-hmm. um, she was a she was a victim of. Her, she spent a year there, and sexual harassment. I mean, from what her claim, it's uh, it was, it was a big problem, and took it upstairs. And they said, well, that that guy's a good producer, and nothing happened. And apparently, uh, you know, some other thing. But they're gonna they will they'll pay the price, and eventually they will. You know, they will, they will pay the Cause price. Cause and effect, and. If you don't treat your people with dignity and respect across the line and, mm-hmm. and don't take care of that, especially in this world where anger is so prevalent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what we like to say is uh, anger is one letter away from danger. Mm-hmm. And uh, anger that we had 20, 30 years ago um, that was joked about, anger today isn't joked about. Yeah. And no, we, and it's at everybody's fingertips, too, with social media, et cetera. It is. It Not is. Not helping. So, um, leaders have to react to that kind of stuff, Joe. They really do. Yeah, and man. you can't just let it slide these days. Uh, you can't inspire and equip people if you're not willing to protect them. And sometimes we have to be bigger than some of the pols we, the politicians we see out there. Don't pick, don't get influenced or too, and you know, involved with that because it's, you know, you've got to, you don't, you have your own business and company to to run. And you know, if they want to bump heads and yell, obviously. In a two-party system, you're going to have opposite points. There of was view. a great article in the New York Times last week about rudeness and politeness. Yeah, yeah. Google yeah. it. But Art, I just rolled a big spotlight into the studio, and I know you don't like being in the spotlight, but sorry, you won a very major award about a month ago, correct? Yeah, it is correct. Um, an organization called Trust Across America and, and Trust Across the World. Uh, uh, they're based back east. They are uh, a company that goes in and measures trust, um, where a lot of people come together that believe in trust. And uh, I was nominated by Stephen M. R. Covey, which was an honor just to be nominated. Hmm. And um, prior guest of this show, and, and thanks they, to Art. And they recognize uh, thought leaders in mm-hmm. trust. And I was fortunate enough to be recognized this year as one of uh, I think eighty-two or eighty-four thought leaders around the world in trust. So. Um, quite the honor, and they're they're doing some great work in trust. And you know, tr- build trust was my second behavior. Right. You got to decide two. to serve first. Build trust is number two, and that's there for a reason because mm-hmm. you've got to build trust. And if you don't have trust, nothing else matters after right. that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's um, it's quite the honor. And so, thank you for bringing it up. And 
uh, take the spotlight and get it out of here now. Okay, you? I yeah, moved okay. it. Are they, <laughs> are they teaching this in schools, in the military? I mean, this this has universal application, right? I mean, uh, I, I will tell you this. Uh, there's a school district in North County, Vista Unified School District. Yes, my uh, old Devin, the superintendent, he puts servant leadership in the goal for the uh, district. Uh, we're teaching um, his staff uh, about trust mm-hmm. um, and about servant leadership. And uh, we've been doing that for about three years now, working with his team, and they're getting great, great results there. Nice. Um, just turned it around. And what's interesting is the studies, when you look at kids in elementary school, they, they, they trust people pretty good. When you get to middle school, the trust goes down. And mm-hmm. when you get to high school, the trust really tanks. Right. And so we're raising children who don't trust. Mm. And we're, every time we get a chance to work with kids, uh, regardless of where they are or people who work with kids, you know, it's not about the money for us. We'll go do it. And my, my team keeps telling me, all right, you're not going to make any money. I said, who cares? We're making a difference in kids' lives. And, um, and that's really what it's about. So um, we've got to help that those individuals, when they get into college, they've got to be able to trust people. And right now we don't have that. Well, part of the problem, I think, is we're bombarded with, with the 24-hour news cycle. And you do see, you know, the Bernie Madoffs and all these scams and, and, and local crimes and thefts. You see the, the lady, you know, somebody stealing somebody's Christmas presents. Joe, so, it's all fake news. Yeah. Well, no, it isn't I fake, know. Richard. But the, but the point is maybe, you know, we've got to learn to – those are far and few between compared to all the good that's going on in the world, except that gets all the attention. So maybe we need to educate ourselves a little bit better about uh, our, our uh, consumption of – of news and how it affects us, huh? Well, one of the things we, we try and help kids, and we're doing this in Carlsbad with uh, Carlsbad Student Leadership Academy, Excellent. is teaching the kids to find their why mm-hmm. so they can find their way. Wonderful. And we're Wonderful. doing that at a high school level. Uh, we're in our second go-around with the city of Carlsbad. They're funding it. We're thrilled to be part of that. And so um, Great. we're helping kids find their why. Why Great. do you want to live? And what purpose do you have? And Great. now you can go live your life and keep all that other stuff and they'll learn more about that life. at the Servant Leadership March Institute. March 13th and 14th. 14th. There. Art Bar, Mary thanks. Art, Art, thanks so much. Thanks for being our guest, Art. Richard Miso, great seeing you. Justin Hart, our board operator, thanks for making us sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blank, our con executive, and to Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>